Welcome to another episode of Night Investment Advice. We've got the three NIA boys back in the building. Jack Butcher, Trung Fan, Bilal Zaidi. We're definitely not recording this on the same day as last episode. We've we've changed our outfits. We've got different hats on. We've got Trung. The sick Trung is making it happen. Well, to let's just give the, the inside baseball. <laughs> I woke up this morning feeling like ass two weeks ago, which would have been December what, 6th? Two weeks ago, December. No, no, last, last December 13th. When we recorded uh, on December 13th, I went, yo, my kid's coughing. That means I'm going to be coughing soon. I'm coming. And sure enough, just absolutely ravaged. Um, everybody's getting hit, though. I mean, Vancouver's been pretty bad. We've had two things going around. We've had a norovirus. It's like, I think, stomach flu. And we've had the stomach flu and the cold that's flu. What I, that's what I had and my missus too. And my friend's kid was throwing Nora? up. Nora? Yeah, I don't know dude. if it was Nora, but I had a stomach thing where dude, I was like Dude, the stomach sick. thing is ripping. And, oh, uh, it, uh Anyways, it, it doesn't matter, man. I'm hydrated. Uh, I, I'm, I'm caffeinated. Well, uh, Jack wrote me this morning. He's like, get that zinc. So I walked down to 7-Eleven. I got some zinc immune support uh, pills. And uh, I, I got some old school Robitussin. I had that Tussin, boys. You got that Tussin, boy. Tussin. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, Yo, that's it. one of my favorite my favorite comedy bits of all time. Jack, you watched Chris Rock. Is it Bigger and Blacker uh, yeah, or yeah. Never Scared? It's one, one of, of the those. greatest sets ever. Bilal, can you do the joke? What's but the Tussin joke? I'm not going to do it, but the, the premise of the joke is his dad... And everyone's got a version of this in every culture, right? Like, you're sick, and they're like, throw that tussin on it, boy. And they're like, what do you need? My leg's broke. Throw on the tussin. <laughs> like, you got a cold? Throw on the tussin. You know, and that's then, what and it then is. You, and the, this is so true for immigrant families, too. If there's, like, no tussin in the ball, you put some water, you shake it up. Shake it up you get like all the tomato. Where do you get tomato well, ketchup? Last well, I mean, what is, remnant what's part. The What's a white person equivalent? Uh, chicken noodle soup. That's chicken. obviously very popular, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm serious, mayonnaise? right? Do you do that with mayonnaise? Aid, it, yeah, Lucas Aid. Yeah, yeah, uh, Lucas Aid. Caucasian I mean, in, in the Vietnamese equivalent is uh, uh, obviously pho. Like, my mom's like, oh, you sick? She's like, oh, she's cooking up that. I like she you saying that. that the white way too, Trump. Yeah. It's pho, yeah? Well, the Viet way. I don't even know how. Like, my mom's got oxtail just, like, hidden in the house. Ooh. As soon as someone's sick... Pulls out that frozen oxtail, starts making the broth. Next thing Yo, you that, know, it, you know, you'll be flying after that one. Yeah, yeah, you're flying after that, man. But uh, anyway, yeah, good so, to have you back, back. Trunk. Yeah. Welcome back. Thanks for doing this. I know. Well, one of the things we're going to get to it in a minute, but I will say, I think this is 90, episode 92, 93. I can't remember off the top of my head, yeah. but. We shared a little bit in the group chat, but you know when Spotify does the year in review and everyone gets nostalgic about all the good stuff happening. And one thing I will say is being pretty amazing that we've been able to do this every single week for 92 weeks or whatever. And it's been like times like this, people don't realize, right? Like Trung has had probably two hours sleep, he's sick. Jack's got stuff going on. I'm just flown out here. I slept a few hours before. And like, you know, we love doing it. So it's great. So we're thankful like people will spend time listening to us. But these no, the are the listeners, episodes you've got to grind this, it, you know? You, like having the listeners, knowing how much listeners appreciate some NIA bands. It's like, yo, we got we to gotta deliver some bands. Maybe we're overestimating how much the NIA people care. But that's no, fine no. too because <laughs> we care about this. And... Uh, Listen, Therefore, this that's is, what we'll talk about. This is Jack Butcher's like infographics come to life. It's just like, keep grinding. That's it. That's the lesson. You keep grinding. We will record this and delete the file every yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We love it that much. We would do 90 minutes and just destroy. <laughs> Antonio, destroy this file. 
Yeah, this is it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. All right. So look, boys, it's the last episode of the year. It's been a crazy, crazy year for all of us. So we're going to do a year in review. So uh, just to give people a ch- should I just tell people what we're going to yeah, be talking tell what about we're today? Gonna do, and uh, let me add a, let's also add a one prediction for next year. I didn't put that All in right, this. Cool. I don't know biggest if wins, did. biggest L's, company of the year, person of the year, definitely not SPF, meme of the year, <laughs> song of the year, which I need to think about on the spot in a minute, favorite NIA episode and prediction for the year. That's a tough one. For but, next year. Yeah, yeah. For next year. So why don't we just kick it off, boys? <laughs> biggest wins, trunk fan. All right, I had a no uh, no no thread boy thoughts here. I think the biggest win for me was just uh, going fully solo. Well, in the sense of like, like be, making it clear that I'm just gonna I've been working my way towards uh, what you guys are essentially doing is like you work with a lot of different people, uh, which is what Blau does. He has lots of different clients and partnerships. Jack obviously has his various businesses, but also various projects he works on. But uh, uh, this was so basically when I returned from Vietnam in 2015. Uh, 2013, sorry, and I started working again of 14 uh, until 20. So six straight years where I was working uh, with as an employee for somebody. Um, so it was nice this year to finally just pull the shoot. Trust me, I've had some fun employed days. So like this is feeling like those fun employed days. And my wife chirps me though. She's like, what are you going to tell? Like when you go to like bring your dad to school day, what are you going to tell people that you do? Because idiot on the I'll internet email. is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it was nice. You know, great. Uh, the um, Shout out to Workweek uh, for uh, supporting the efforts. Uh, they're very creator friendly. We'll cut any uh, different type of deals for various creators to help them achieve what they want to do. Uh, you know, uh, shout out to James, my editor at Bloomberg. I had a great time writing with Bloomberg this year. Uh, shout out to my co-founder for Barely AI, Parham uh, Negadar. Also shout it, out bro. to you guys. Uh, yeah. But yeah, take on various projects. What else? What I will say is that uh, the being out on your own, uh, where you can kind of just do whatever you want, you can also lose focus uh, in the sense of. If people know Definitely. you're free agent, they'll throw you ideas. They'll throw try to get you roped into whatever they're doing. And uh, um, this was less of a W, but like I'll give you an example. Like I should, I probably shouldn't have tried to do the course that I did. And then with Maven and and Maven themselves, they pivot away from even working with creators primarily. Um, I don't really? know Why, what, who are they more focused on now. I think they were trying to do B two B enterprise. I don't, Jack. Is that right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like more tenured employees yeah. giving talk like product design from airbnb is going to go and talk to goldman sachs or whatever you know i think versus like oh, people smart. with yeah, big yeah. audiences like try to build something right is like mm-hmm. so what else? i'm not this is not specific to 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 that but i'm just saying it's like the ability to lose focus uh that, i mean that could be now but whatever but the biggest win in summary is that going solo realizing uh, that fully. is a big dub yeah. yeah, realizing that, dub. making that realization is a big dub. Actually, I'll have one more W, and this is, I didn't look at my portfolio, like the actual portfolio once this year. You just and summarized biggest L's coming up for all three yeah, of us. So. No, but I mean, like, uh, I think that's a W because I know the psychology is what it comes down to for that. And as soon as the shit started hitting the fan, I'm like, I'm, I can't. I, I know, like, broadly what it is. Like, I can, I have the outlines of how bad it is but I don't know the actual damage like to the number, which is probably good. Oh, okay, that's right. that's a good one, actually. The fact that right? you, you're basically saying the fact that you're not glued to the number all day and worrying exactly. about it, which is, yeah, psychology I've accepted money. that is down. I've accepted. I just yeah. don't know how badly. And the way that I keep that psychological like wall is just to not look at anything. 
Got it. Yeah, that's great. Notifications are up only, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so I got zero this year. Yeah. All right, man. Well, Jack, what about you, mate? Biggest win. And it, this could be personal or professional yeah, or think, both, whatever you feel like. I think uh, I'm going to go with a personal one, the house. Moving into yeah. the house. Oh, yeah. Clicks getting to bricks. The family, getting the family uh, grounded, foundational. It's been cool, man. We had a little party on Sunday. Got some people from... But all like some people... No, after. So just a little afternoon thing. So people we've met here, people who like happen to be here and were connected to through VV, just like have a house full of people that you know through different means and uh, yeah, settling down into a place after being in hopping around apartments for a long time has been very enjoyable. Hitting a new chapter of life, despite the volatility elsewhere. It's been nice to have that uh Always something to do. Always something to work on. Yeah, yeah. Trying to the get fences. my lawn in order, boys. We can't forget about fences. the fences of the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever yeah. So that was. So forced, it's forced a lot of uh, new habits. And uh, and re-evaluation cool. of life priorities, right? Yeah. It's been cool, man. It's been good. So uh, that's... That's that, a great I'm one. Leave it to that one. That's, that's a great it. W. Nice one. All right. I'll try to do my one as well. So... This one is a weird one because it doesn't sound like that big a deal. But for someone like me who's very all or nothing, you guys probably know that about me by now. Like when I really like something that's personal or professional, I'm like all in sort of thing. Or if I'm like not engaged, you'll know because I'm like just, you know, will completely ignore it and be like, I don't want to do this and check out. And so the problem with that, that is a good thing at times when it comes to like intense work. It means you can excel sometimes and go deeper than other people. But then on the flip side, the, the vices you have can like take over because you go all in on those two. So on my side, it was finding more of a balance this year was probably the best I've ever had. I really struggled with like balance essentially and like balancing work, you know, time, my health, uh, you know, just making sure I still make a lot of money and but not overstressing myself. And I'll say this year was probably the best year for me ever in terms of balance and optimizing for that well-being but also you know doing stuff professionally that I wanted to do uh, and then specifically my health which is kind of like the biggest L was the first half of the year without going into all the details was basically the worst my health had been for a long time and it was basically triggered from COVID it's kind of boring standard story everyone knows but like you know you're not moving you're, you're at home coping you know you're just basically living a bad unhealthy life and essentially basically July was the worst health I'd been in and I kind of hit this point where I was like man like this is not ending well like I'm only like mid-30s and I'm feeling terrible I don't have the energy I should oh, have oh shit that's when I saw you in New York yeah 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 so that was basically like I mean I was okay but it was like i'd basically like put on a bunch of weight i was like and just you basically didn't feel not good doing, right didn't feel good and i was like this is silly so since then it's been pretty nice i've been okay. like back on track i've basically Walking. yeah 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 basically like been exercising crazy been eating great you know cut a bunch of uh you know weight still doing that building muscle you know just getting into better shape feeling good again and um yeah but also more importantly finding balance again it's not so extreme that i can't keep doing these things i had to re refine all the things that i love doing um and like stuff like for example like sports like i played mad tennis and like mad like sports basically this summer uh this year like more than i'd done in like several years combined and that was just like being like very focused and giving myself room from my work to say 
I'm going to prioritize going and playing tennis at like 2 p.m. in an afternoon because that's like very important for me right now. So that was like a kickstart I kind of needed. And uh, the other thing is you, you guys know I travel quite a decent amount with the way we can't live right now is like we go and spend a month in Mexico and like come to Europe for a month and like a few weeks in California and normally what would happen there is I would just go off the rails because I'm like oh I'm only here for a oh, few yeah. weeks and you just so now it's also been good that I found again a balance to be like I can enjoy myself see my friends but then I also need to create boundaries so yeah again it's not that crazy for most people but for me that was something I really needed to get in order and that was probably the biggest uh, honest win for me man so yeah been good respect alright Nice one, man. Respect that, right. brother. Biggest L's, boys. What is going on? I mean, I'll do mine very quickly. My financial portfolio has been in tatters, you know, <laughs> like everyone else. But uh, but yeah, like that's semi-joke, but uh, like everyone's in that position, so it's not just me. And I'll try to think if there's anything else that really stands out. But what about you yeah. guys? Um, I will say uh, this is actually similar to your W um, in the sense of this isn't a physical health thing. I've saw myself this year specifically, like the phone addiction, it was bad. And in bad in the sense of it was like ruining my sleep and where I'd like wake up wanting to look at my notifications. And I, that's when you know it's bad. And I, it happened enough. Early. No, seriously. It yeah. happened enough this year where I was like, ooh, I think I got to, I think I got to pump the brakes. And I, in the past month, I've actually tried a bit. So before her, we joked about this, uh, uh, how I, I like launch a tweet and like wake up, say, oh, let's see how many likes it. I mean, that is so freaking unhealthy yeah, because yeah, it actually completely. messes up your sleep too because there's that anticipation element. It. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. You've uh, been listening to Huberman Lab, yeah? On the, the dopamine I, I episode? I haven't, but I should. Oh, I know that he does a lot of do dopamine stuff. There's one on dopamine, which I recommend to everyone. It's really good. Yeah, so I think I have to listen to that for sure because, yeah, that was the... I, I very specifically, I saw this year social media affecting my emotional regulation uh, with my family, like with my wife and kids. Like I just have a way shorter fuse. And um, uh, in certain instances, particularly when I'm losing sleep around this dopamine stuff that Bilal mentioned. So that I'm not happy with like just me personally. I'm like, that is like, it's just not good. It's pathetic. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? but like that's, a that's a good thing that you're aware of it, man, because it's like most people, especially what you're doing, you're, the hard thing I find is like it's partly your work too. Well, yeah, not partly, right. it is your work. Like yeah. you're creating content to drive people to the stuff you're creating. Yeah. Jack, you, do you find, from the outside, you sound, you seem to have it well managed, Jack, but I don't know. Uh, obviously, I'm not there with you the well, whole Let time. me say one thing that Jack yeah, mentioned yeah. to me earlier this year that actually kind of is very related. I had asked him, Hey man, why are you letting these, all these people steal your visuals and like throw up threads that go viral? And Jack said something to the effect of like, yeah, the days of me like hunting threads and trying to grow or like, like that method are mm. kind of over. Um, well, Jack, you can tell me if that's correct, but I think what he was basically saying is like, if you, if that's, if that is like your metric that you're going for, like, and you allow your happiness just to be linked to that, it's, it's just, it's dumb. That's a great point. Because the all go is savage. It doesn't care about you. And it, it does, it, it literally, uh, it changes on a dime, right? Facts. So, <laughs> so you stop caring. Is that correct? No, I think I, I don't know if I stop caring. I stop like. I feel like the like trying to emulate a tactic or trying to see what's working and then and then like reverse engineer an approach from that is not I'm not interested in that like that makes okay. me just depressed honestly I'd rather 
sit and make something that at least feels like I decided to make it myself and see how it's received. So I've, I definitely have switched to that mode from, man, Celia and I have talked about this at length, like visualized value took off during the middle of COVID and the world is a completely different place now. Like there's so many like overlapping factors that made that just explode out of nowhere. And so many of the things that felt like realizations to me at the time are no longer realizations. So I'm just like moving past some of the things that are already out there. And the idea of like trusting the things that are interesting to me to fuel the growth of the business, that's a hard thing to do rather than like go back to the emulating tactics and like replaying things. But it's the only way to create anything original is to like just trust the gut curiosity and instinct. And my L was going to be along these lines of like my information diet, I think at the beginning of the year just went way off track because of all of the stuff yeah, we that we were talking about last DMs, year. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like some of the stuff that I'm forwarding to you guys is funny. Like some of it is like entertaining and, and like will make you laugh, but it also makes you a moron. Like there's there's so yeah, much of that. <laughs> I, went, I, I paused to do a cough and then he just said that. I just like... <laughs> yeah, go, go. So like, I, I think that's the thing that we, we've talked about a bunch on this is like when you use the internet for your work and for like pleasure, personal, you know, it's like a medium for both for so many people now that when I began the journey, they were much more segment, they were much more like compartmentalized and over time, like they kind of grow together and there's, there's pros to that. And there's also a bunch of downsides to that where am I on my phone? Cause I'm working. Am I reading this thing? Cause I'm working or am I just like, being like i'm just wasting time yeah yeah and 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 you know honestly for me like i can always reset it if i just take one day off so you take one day off and then the next day you go on it and you're like your brain actually has time to look at it and process it and say like why am i reading this like this is mental that i'm like looking at this instead of the stuff that is around me and then like re like recalibrating to i'm on the phone because i'm operating the business or I'm creating stuff for like that's going to be relevant for X number of months, years, whatever, like working on the business as an asset versus like tricking myself into thinking. And I think everybody probably has some of this, like you can convince yourself that even reading this stuff is like work. And in some oh, cases, yeah. it's, like when, when, you do it's a like when people do research, right? It's like, yeah. do like, get like 10 books. It's like, oh, I'm not, I'm going to get writing. I'm going to get to writing once I read <laughs> yeah, these 10 yeah. books, right? Or I'm going to do the thing after I read these 10 books. But uh, what is it? It's called exploration versus exploitation. Like those are the two things. When you're exploring yeah, yeah, and reading, yeah. eventually you have to exploit whatever you're exploring. Yeah, man. And, and uh, the... You know, shout out Mooncat9726, whoever we've been <laughs> quoting on here. Like a lot of people putting out amazing stuff and entertaining stuff, but I, re I definitely set my scope too wide for a little while and it just takes a good amount of time to like pull it back in. And I think that's the same as, you know, the consumption, the level of disparity in consumption i think at a certain stage is useful or interesting or in a certain mood is interesting 
but then it obviously if what you do for a living is like make very specific stuff the more not necessarily the more variety but the more like the further it strays from the things that are fueling your thing the more it starts to dilute your ability to create great stuff so be like really hawkish on the information diet is uh i mean so important so important love that 100 percent, mate yeah i think the, the one thing you said there about convincing yourself it's easy to convince yourself oh this is part of my job and honestly like twitter i'm gonna talk about it on the pod yeah, yeah i'm gonna yeah. talk about it on the pod which so it literally could be anything yeah which I'm, is, I'm which, meme hunting exactly no and that's the thing in a way you're it, it kind of is right like because part of like what makes this easy for us to do every week is because it's stuff we would be reading and talking about anyway mm -hmm. and therefore like literally my brother-in-law was asking me like how many hours do you work a week on certain things and i was trying to answer and i was like i was like it's hard to say because do you count the time i'm spending 10 hours reading stuff that i would probably read anyway or the 10 hours a week of random stupid stuff i watch and listen to you know so it's a really tough one and i think the way you've described it there is like you need to you know hone in your focus a little bit more and then trying what you said about like the writing thing specifically for you because that's your deliverable right like you're yeah. measuring yourself work-wise on your output as a writer it just has to you just have to stop right you just yeah. have to stop it's at unlimited. One point reading. there's it's unlimited, unlimited like nuggets there's unlimited things you could shoehorn in there um but yeah definitely man talking of which next topic company of the year i feel like i'm gonna have a bait one here because i i don't you go first this, then hit it i'll say the obvious one which is very you know there's a lot of recency bias here um there's probably ones that have like grown the most like maybe buckshot halfway i haven't looked at the, the stock price properly to understand but because it's very recent open ai i thought was the the company That's that really just is really you know it sounds obvious by now but like it's really amazing what they've launched in such a quick uh, short amount of time really captured both you know incredible technological development but also the meme that we always talk about the collective consciousness of tech twitter which in our industry is kind of like on the adoption curve is the early adopters right and that's they're the people you're going to see spreading to their friends and then it goes to the press and then it goes 10 you know a year later your mom's talking about it or whatever so i think they really nailed that um and there was enough in there that was tangible that it kind of brought us all back to life like all the people that care about interesting things in technology and this, you know we make a joke about this time last year everyone's talking about crypto and and that's a true statement and it is funny to think about like people just keep jumping but the truth is we're jumping around because they're all really interesting and they are like the nature of technology is new stuff comes about some of it works some of it doesn't and we're all interested our shared values in this space are like oh we want to understand the potential play around with it build stuff with it and so they clearly you know really smashed that one and i hope it actually follows through over the coming years because it looks like there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to come out of it i just uh, want to add to Bilal's point there it, what it did feel like was uh, and a lot of commentators said this is like it was like the first like structural change in tech you're like oh okay like this could be mobile level we thought that about crypto uh and you know you can still make that argument about crypto but the crypto bitcoin came on 2008 2009 and obviously people have been working on uh, large language models for a decade but this did feel like um 
probably was the first time somebody saw Google search uh, or the potential of it, or the first time mobile, the mobile wave really hit. It's like, okay, this, this could be in everything. I think this is the difference with this and uh, a crypto as in AI clearly already is in almost everything uh, to a certain extent, but this level of intelligence that's being shown is uh, it, it, to many is a step change. And the crazy thing is the re- 2023, they're going to have a model for a language model anyways, that is supposed to be a thousand times more powerful than what we saw in chat GPT. So we talked about it two episodes ago with Douglas Boneparth, the legend, but um, yeah, that's a great call. It's a great call below. Nice one. Gone, Jack. I was just going to say like this, how you were describing it, Trung, just made me think about just the nature of technologies, like the crypto adoption curve is so much more influenced by incumbent things you know it's like there are there's so much existing infrastructure that opposes those ideas and with like the when you experience the like chat gpt thing it's just like nobody's gonna stop this like how are you even gonna begin to who even identifies as the opposition like this artist that artist this person middle man it's just like uh when you see like a step change, it's like it just yeah. leapfrogged all the questions and it's just like, oh, it's obvious. The genie's out of the bottle. It, it, it's, like, it's, right. like, it's like the genie is 100% out of the bottle. There's no way mm-hmm. of ever putting it back, right? Like that, that's a, yeah, that's that's a great way of describing it. When you see yeah. it, it's like, because with crypto, that, I never thought about that way. Uh, you're saying with crypto, it's like, oh, the US government will try to shut it down. China will try to shut it down. Uh, uh, hackers will crack it. But with AI, oh, what we saw with ChatGPT is like, oh, this genie's out the bottle, man. Like this, there's no going back from this. Yeah, and I think the same things will maybe be attempted, but it's just like a completely different beast, right? It's just uh, it's so much more of a meta concept than like, <clears throat> I have this currency in this wallet, right? It's like uh, the way in which a computer functions seems hard to, I mean, not to mention the fact that like, the minds that are regulating this thing have no concept of how this stuff works in any right. capacity, right? Definitely. Love that. All right. Powerful um, one, Bilal. Who wants to go yeah. next? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Jack, who go nuts. To- Jack, you got one? Company I think I was going to go Twitter. Mm, yeah, you know, interesting one, definitely. Go on. Narrative-wise, obviously, we've talked at length probably to our listeners discussed at this point the amount of times we've we've spent talking about Twitter, but... I'm going for that just pure like amount of narrative it's captured amount of um, disbelief in the value of it. And I think, you know, on the long, long enough timeline, all the thesis will be proven out that it is like a ridiculously valuable network, despite all the stumbling blocks we're seeing on the way. Um, yeah. Well, I think well, I just, when was, I was, it, gonna when say was that, the takeover but, announced? It was like uh, early April. year in the year. April. Yeah, yeah. So it's taken up the whole year, company of the exactly. year. Exactly. That that's why uh, I, I was gonna say that before Jack uh, did. But the main part was like it's not that hey, it's coming the year because it's the best or most powerful or like Bilal said about Open had the highest growth is like this thing ate up for three quarters of this year because uh, Elon's announcement of his uh, big stake was around March. So really talking about nine months of this year has been, will Elon own Twitter? And and to, to Jack's point is like, what is Twitter actually worth today? It's probably worth less than 10 billion in a public market, maybe 5 billion, like legitimately. 
five to ten billion. Unreal. Elon paid forty-four billion for it. But look how much it just sucks the collective world's energy into talking about it, the different topics. You know, all the issues that we've had with Facebook, Google, YouTube over the past three, four years, uh, freedom of speech, uh, government intervention, uh, uh, trolls, hackers, uh, social media is warping people's minds. All that's compressed into like six months, right? And then in the last six weeks or the last six days, it just gets crazier and crazier. I think from a mindshare thing, there's no question it was Twitter. Um, since uh, I don't want to reiterate what uh, what Jack did, I got to have a little something different. Is uh, I think um, well, uh, the the other thing that's related is you, we saw the importance of Starlink uh, and SpaceX, and which is unfortunately I'm not unfortunate, but it's related to Elon. Also, obviously, he owns half of SpaceX, which is basically a hundred and fifty billion dollar rocket launching company, but. They make their money from uh, the, uh, the Starlink the internet service. I think that's, I mean, that over the next decade, you remember when we did uh, what's the next trillion dollar company? Uh, we were looking at companies worth about hundred billion. Uh, everything, everything we picked has been totally clapped. I'm not going to embarrass myself uh, by uh, reiterating what those companies were, but um, I think SpaceX legitimately probably has the closest chance, uh, at least half a billion. Uh, it's worth 150, 200 now, but it's just anything the hard tech side, right? But uh, yeah, the, if I, I talk about the entire industry, I talk about oil and gas. We saw it with the with the you know awful situation Russia Ukraine, uh, uh, oil gas was building up in 2022. I'm in 2021 uh, as the uh, COVID situation was clearing up and demand went up again. But you know you you're seeing a lot of the Exxon's of the world. I mean, if you look at the 10 biggest by revenue companies, there's still like six or seven of them are still oil and gas companies, right? They're just, they're just not getting crazy multiples. So their valuations aren't as high as like a, a Tesla or a Google and Apple, but they oil and gas, that's it, right? That's it's still, it's still what the world relies on. Unfortunately, we're trying to transition away and um, I'm not going to name a single company uh, in that space, but we all know the big ones, but I think kind of a comeback of that industry and people understanding and, and, and due to a very unfortunate event, which was uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but Europe's pivoting its entire energy policy now. China, the, by some measures, the world's biggest economy, has, has to revisit what their energy policy is going to be, right? And um, uh, for uh, we, we were caught up in a lot of the tech, non, uh, and digital first hype. And what gets lost in a lot of that is that the, the real world stuff, commodities, uh, hard energy. The bottom of Maslow's hierarchy is what ultimately really, I mean, it, it made a comeback big time. Yeah, perfect, man. Love it, love it. All right, let's get on to the next one, boys. This is person of the year. I will just go very quickly because it's top of mind because we just talked about the World Cup in the last episode. And uh, as a football fan, you kind of can't, not just say Lionel Messi, right? Like it's it's so obvious. I remember when we did the Joe Pomp episode and I made the worst prediction of all time. Uh, and I said, William Saliba would be the player of the tournament, <laughs> played about seven minutes for France. Now it was one of those where I thought France could win and I was trying to find one that wasn't obvious like Mbappe or Messi. And I was like, you know, he's had a really good season. If he decide, If they decide to play him, he could like smash it absolute ridiculous uh, like decision by me to make that the prediction for the tournament but I will say Messi you know we've been discussing him for years is he the GOAT is he not is it Ronaldo 
and you know to to do now it's not even a debate right like it's, it hasn't been a debate for a while in my eyes but now we're finally there where it's like he's the goat everyone gets it he did those epic pictures for LVMH where he's holding the goat and he's doing the uh the photo shoot with Ronaldo um and it was just kind of like the, a, a beautiful way to end the year you know and like a beautiful tournament we saw and as, as a pure football fan any objective football fan can't be unhappy for a guy like that who's put everything into the game and given us like moments like even the final the way he played at 35 years old is you know we're not really gonna see that at that uh, age again probably so that is my player uh, uh, my person of the year almost said per- player of the year uh, what about you guys I'll go Jack or not. yeah I got a pretty niche one mine's Andrew Schultz oh yeah here we go yeah yeah, yeah Schultz yeah, we yeah. talk about we him on the pod a lot yeah I think earlier in the year we talked about like the like the next generation of voices in like you know what used to be late night tv or what used to be like the filter that people get their information news entertainment through and i just think like definitely the stuff that they put out under that flagrant brand is amazing but also if you catch any interview with him talking about like how he thinks about the internet and youtube and how the like the nature of the entertainment industry is changing thinks just an incredibly smart dude and obviously funny as hell so uh anybody doesn't already know him and that crew of lads go check them out quality yeah, stuff shout out to uh our boy is it chris williamson had him on right yeah 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 Recently, that was the one you're referencing there i think because he that was that i listened to on the plane and chris williamson if you haven't heard his pod i think jack you've probably been on it trung i don't know if you've mm-hmm. been on that one yet but um but he's you know his tone is a bit more serious and like you know he does incredibly high quality interviews and the quality of the video is insane like he done one with Jordan Peterson and others but the one with Schultz is cool because he actually the humor's coming out of him and uh, they talk a lot about like you said media and attention and hearing uh, even them talking about like a boxing match between um, not Logan Paul his brother what's his name Jake Paul and Andrew Tate like hearing that there's not many people thinking about new media the way those guys are so I double that one as well Trung, what about so, you, mate? Uh, I'm going to just go with uh, the consensus here. I mean, if you hit any of these person in the year list, you guys know who it is. And th- again, this is not uh, this is not a full endorsement of everything that individuals have done or doing in their life. I think this is about notability. It's Zelensky in terms of... Uh, mm. uh, th- that, that's, the, that's a full mainstream take. But if, you, if we talk about... Uh, if you look at the history of what Take Time Magazine, the most... Uh, influential person a year selector over the past century. It's like their criteria is essentially who was the newsworthy individual and uh, and what was the impact of their work in, in often geopolitics. So I'll give you an idea. In 1950, Time Magazine did the uh, person of the first 50 years. Uh, they chose Winston Churchill because uh, of World War II. And then at the end of the century, they chose the person of the 20th century and they chose Albert Einstein. Um, so, but they've also famously chosen Stalin, Hitler, lots of world leaders. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's, a, it's controversial, but Putin is the, like, the yeah, if you want to talk about the, yes. like, the, the, the fuck up emanated from totally. not there. This is what, again, this is, uh, this is uh, every year you see it, right? It happens every year. They go, the time person's announced and you look at the replies 
And he goes, yeah, they also picked Hitler. But it's like people are completely misunderstanding the right, purpose. Right, right, missing the, the idea yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you're not, you're not supporting everything. Listen, what Zelensky did as a leader of the Ukraine at the beginning of that war is undeniable, right? You could say that uh, him and the U.S. government and NATO made missteps on the way up in the sense of like, you know, the we know the other side of the argument, right? It's like, oh, they're pushing up against Russia's borders. Uh, Russia made a red line clear. We know that side. Um, uh, Putin, the clear aggressor here. Um, but to Jack's point is, if you want to talk about the most noteworthy and the catalyst, right? It's it's him or Xi Jinping in terms of the, and Xi Jinping's probably going to be next year because of what's happening in China right now. They're really up against the wall and we're talking about individuals. We're not talking, you have to agree with what they've done or who they are and all their policies, but we're talking about newsworthiness, which is why I appreciate your guys' answer. The person of the year, I really like Jack's answer, right? It's just like, uh, this is, uh, Schultz as the person of the year is like very native to NIA in the sense of like, that's a lane that we play in, right? It'd be like a, a basketball magazine, you know, if basketball magazine, you're gonna pick a basketball player, and like this is the lane we play in. Jack picked that, uh, and since you guys came uh, uh, with uh, such strong picks, I just had to go with uh, and explain. I think what traditionally, yeah, great. what the mainstream media yeah, does for person of the year, of the year is versus is, it doesn't mean the ultimate winner in every single way. It's like a very notable person who did something. Dude, that like was there's a like how if you think about this year was crazy there was there's hot competition for that top 10 man there's a lot yeah, of crazy just stuff of, of like of like people doing some crazy shit right very influential individuals um yeah i always i uh just a small detour about the time thing i always find it fascinating like i think they picked hitler in 38 and then they picked stalin to the next three years but i mean that's when people eat the news cycle the way they do like and they eat it because of what they're doing in the real world right the the real world impact and how many people are impacted i think that's how a lot of these publications look at it yeah and i think working to remove the bias that it is an endorsement is good for everybody yes 100 percent it 100 yeah, it, it so. is because it, it gives you the ability to talk about it right if you can't acknowledge that putin was a major player in like 2022 it's like, <laughs> what yeah. are you even doing right 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 yeah that was good boys that was great yeah nice one let's get on Range. to lighten the mood a little bit there meme of the year trunk fan trigger happy okay. there we go there that we go. is perfect that's the <laughs> only winner here for the uh listeners Mate, april too respect yeah this is my meme of the year it's uh, a meme of elon and his wario outfit in the boardroom uh and it says twitter's next board meeting now uh, this is on april 4th 2002 2022 i think this is when elon uh, uh put out the offer or shortly after he put out the offer and said, I'm going straight to the end. Uh, but the, the real reason that this meme uh, made it to meme of the year is because it ended up in those famous leaked Elon Musk texts. And uh, <laughs> this, let me set the scene. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's available for everybody to check themselves. Go, go Google Elon Musk. Check text, the chain. Acquisition PDF. You'll get a 44 page PDF from discovery. During the lawsuit, Trunk Fan is on one of those pages. And uh, this tweet showed up in a three-way chat between Greg Agarwal, the previous CEO of Twitter, and <laughs> Brett Taylor, the previous chairman of Twitter, and for uh, and a current co-CEO of Salesforce, but he's leaving Salesforce. Um, 
this was the tweet and this was the conversation <laughs> That's I guess incredible. You know, that should offer. have been your biggest W of the year, yeah, the man. Yeah, that's, huge, that's, um, huge. that's huge. Uh, Brett Taylor sends this tweet to the group chat, and uh, and it Elon, the day of the Twitter, wasn't it? Yeah, Twitter it was like the day of day. like, and then Elon just gives it the old ha ha ha, and uh, Parag says in in an uh, in a now not great prediction, like great things ahead. <laughs> Uh, that's that you need to frame that and put it on your wall man that's I know, hilarious. hilarious right because yeah, i remember meeting mean. when i met trung first time and i've asked you this several times on different occasions the the consensus you always tell me is like i'm like why are you doing this what's the like longer term plan and the thing you always say to me is look man i'm doing all this so more people can see my jokes that's pretty much what you say all my memes or my jokes yeah for me, for for me to shoehorn into what Jack described as the company of the year, that storyline, <laughs> for me to shoehorn yeah, nice. that tweet nice. and that meme into that storyline somehow, it's exactly like Blau said. Incredible. Like that is the that's the apex of what I'm trying to accomplish. Or listen, are some people trying to do way more cool on cool important things? Sure, I'm just saying that's my personal apex is to sneak memes like this into situations like that. Anyways, love yeah. it, mate. We gotta get you mint in in 2023. Yeah, so. that's true. Prediction for the year. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. we'll get onto that in a minute. Um, Jack, did you have did you have one? I got a meme. Yeah, Go meme on. of the year. Do you want to share your screen? <laughs> <laughs> right. Do you want to read it out for people? Yeah, so, for most of the people only listening, not watching. So I think this is a New York a shot from a, some New York Times interview of SBF in front of his like six screen set up down in the bahamas and the caption says dudes will have a setup like this just to lose 10 billion dollars trading incredible <laughs> and it's like those 15 screens we've all seen it we've all done it to be fair that yeah, is it's incredible. a good meme but it's also a very uh you know sad it, like, it, truly sad yeah truly dark horrendous but again a lot of context packed in there of the last uh quarter yeah, yeah. of 2023 well, dude, let me say this because I, I don't know if you guys talked about spf last week but listen I was like pretty top of uh, uh, piling on top of this guy as we all wore, but man, I like the piece of humanity when I'm like, dude, like I like the entire time I'm like this guy needs to go to jail. But you start reading that this where he is, shit, it's an awful situation. Like you don't wish that on anyone, even if they, I mean, look, he's gonna go to jail for a very long time. But when you read the conditions. It's just like, but then the other side of it being like, oh, well, listen, that's the condition for millions and millions of people, right? Um, like for much lesser crimes. So that's what, all I'm saying here is there, you, you, you feel a little bit of humanity. Uh, it's horrible though, in every, in every yeah, single in every way. Piece. Anybody it, involved in this, it sucks. It's deserved, 100%. but it's also horrible, right? Like you, you can have those two things. Yeah. All right. Lightening the mood again here. We got... Um... One second, sharing my screen. This to me was one of those where we put it up on the screen and we all cracked up. And it was also beyond just the image. It was like a crazy just moment in crypto history. So uh, we've got this one here where it was our boy Vitalik. <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole episode. I was reading through the titles yeah, oh of man. our thing the other day um of our podcast and yeah for people only listening it was the vitalik packing heat episode um and yeah the the tweet says my entire net worth is in this man's pants but it was just i mean that moment it was just going i mean this is a forever meme right it's going to be there forever Incredible. we're going to reference it and uh, use that 
for a long, long time. To justify but yeah. every decision to buy some more ETH. Exactly. Like a, exactly. What was your due diligence? Just show them the picture. <laughs> Just show them the pic. Exactly. All right. Song of the year. Um, I'll, I'll go really quickly because it's top of mind because we were listening to it all weekend and I'm almost sick of it now. But Jack mentioned Fred again uh, last uh, a couple episodes ago, the Boiler Room like set that he did. But I will say his his song, which is his most popular song, Turn On The Lights, um, that is like super popular and like, you know, very mainstream, whatever, but still absolute banger. It's actually not really the sort of music I listen to. Mostly I listen to hip hop, R&B, UK garage, grime, like some acoustic once in a while. But this song was on repeat for a long, long time. And I will say more so just him as a person, like we said, he's like on a crazy trajectory. He's already very famous, obviously. But I just think he's gonna like take over the world in his own way in the music What's world. What's the name of the song? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on the it's, it's like turn up the lights. That one. Um, okay. Turn up. Oh, if you go on Spotify and just type in Fred F R E D space again, this is like yep. number one, one of his number one songs. So you'll see it in there. But yeah, he's he's just incredible energy, incredible vibe, and I I really like that boiler room set that we shared. I, I saw some people sharing it in the comments that they were listening to it on Telegram. And uh, yeah, it's just like a happy feeling. And it was nice to see, you know, after the pandemic, like all these people in a crazy packed room enjoying music, just being happy. And uh, every time I hear that song, I think of that sort of vibe. So that was probably the song of the year for me. There's others, but I'll probably get cancelled for those. So I'm going to skip those this week. Let Jack uh, do those ones. Yeah. Jack, <laughs> you, you Jack got a song of the year. Hey, Jack, I'm you throwing go one first. out. I love if we talked about this in the pod before. I'm going to do a... Uh, a little UK number, a little we Stormzy. Go. We're gonna Ooh. we're gonna go reasonably mainstream. Big Mel Storms. made me do it. Do you remember that one? Mel made me do it. Yeah, yeah, classic. Class. Watch the video. Just uh, just quality, man. Just the quality track. Big Storms also looks like another football player, Lukaku. Mm. And uh, is that. it Lukaku? Yeah, he said a lot of people. Is it Lukaku? Yeah, there's there's a joke that he even talks about in his songs. Is that the song where he did it with with Jose Mourinho? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The video that, the was video? a masterpiece, man. Yeah, yeah. With, you gotta did, watch Trunk, it. did you see this? Jose Mourinho was in this. Uh, there was like a star-studded cast. In I need this you guys music to video. link. I need y'all to link that because I need to add these two songs to the well, rotation. You know, Jose stack. Mourinho, the manager, he's got that meme which everyone <laughs> is like putting their finger up to their mouth. Oh. They both did that together in the video. It was, it was pretty good. It's class. Right. It's class. Trung, what about you, man? A response to a to a decade long, uh, what do you call it? Beef. Beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, right. Trung, have you got a song of the year? I hope there's some yeah, dipset in here coming. I do. Or something. I do, boys. Trung T fan song of the year is by Fletchy Too Fat. It's a rapper. I forgot where he's from. <laughs> he, he's even from Alabama, Oklahoma. I actually speak with his manager. Really nice guy. Incredible. Um, He's so a legit artist. He's a legit rapper. He's legit. So this is from June. Okay, boys. This is from June. He put out this 40 second freestyle, which goes impossibly hard. Here we go. He's eating Wendy's. He's eating Wendy's. <laughs> He's bouncing. This is, yeah, true. 
man, I'm glorified. I'ma leave them all mortified. Probably won't see 45, but I promise I'ma be immortalized. I'ma take they lunch, ayy. Burger nuggets and order fries. Won't be able to ignore the hype, so you might as well just enjoy the ride. Look, I need the plaques, but not on teeth. I ain't never been a rat, but about my cheese. I've been chilling in the lack of the all white teeth. You can tell I'm in the back and I will not leave. You ain't never let another with the flow like these. Ain't no Nintendo when I switch it up. I smoke extend up for all of my butts. Put the ball in the end zone, cause we never punt. We don't ever lose. This the end of you. Y'all little bitch, she gave me brain cause we ahead of you. She let me go straight to her thighs. That's what that bread will do. She eat me up, I get her high just like an edible. <laughs> I love that he goes into bro, the food. Bro. He zooms in properly on time. Hold so on a good. second. Be honest. How hard did that freestyle I mean, go? The way he yeah, catches man. the beat is incredible. Hold on a second. Actually, maybe you want to change my tune of the year, the Churchill yeah. Downs. Dude, Remember that yeah. one? Yeah, well, the Jack put me on oh, to Jack that. Harlow. So when I saw this guy's name was Snack Harlow, I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. With a couple of things here uh, from his manager oh, that his manager told me. So I retweeted this. He said that he wrote me, he's like, dude, you're the first blue check to retweet this. So the only good thing I've ever done with the blue, uh, with the blue check was to uh, quote retweet this. It went freaking nuclear. 4 million views, 95,000 likes. Dude, listen to this line. I need them plaques, but not on teeth. I ain't never been a rat, but about that cheese. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? That's hard. You go. Oh, let God. me go straight to the thighs. That's what the bread will do. The the, the bread, two ways. The money, bread, yeah, and the great. carbs. There we okay, go. Last thing. There we go. So last Double thing I'll say about Snack Carlo is a uh, uh, LeBron Instagram story. This rap. And wow. uh, apparently they got offers. Like, sure, I don't know where they are now with this. They did. A, they went down a bar stool. They're freestyling in bar stool studio. Unbelievable rap, man. This guy's got. This guy's got bars. Um, but uh, last thing I was saying, I asked him, "Did you reach out to Snack Harlow?" It's like we've tried. I mean, Jack Harlow is like they scared. They ain't trying to get this. Mm, they ain't trying Jack, to get man, that smoke. Put this guy on, man. That's um, yeah. true. I think Jack Harlow's got a little KFC deal going too. So, oh, fair makes enough, perfect right? Sense. All right, beautiful. One of the beautiful. best chicken shop date episodes, not going to lie, is Jack Carlo. Have you it's guys ever watched that? Great. So good. That's great. He's, he's very funny. He's very, very he's funny. Smooth, actually. smooth cat. Smooth guy on the red carpet. All right, did we do three? We did three songs, yeah? All right. Yeah. We will start closing out soon. That was a great one, Trung. Great shout. Snack Carlo. Um, Snack Carlo. What a legend. That. All right, so this one is favorite NIA episode of the year. Uh, this is a tough one because I think there's some obvious candidates in there. We we had Sailor on this year, Tetranode. We had some like great, amazing guests throughout Sailor the year. Sailor was unreal. Man. Sailor was pretty unreal. I mean, one of us has to pick Sailor. Well, we to had be fair. Sailor and like Tetranode within three weeks, and like that's wild. God yeah. damn! Te First of all, Tetranode. I already told. I sent him the text on this. He was the biggest episode we've ever had on Spotify. I don't know why. The crypto yeah. crew is all up in Spotify, but he put numbers up on Spotify. Yeah, he did. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it was crazy because uh, I think I remember off, off the top of my head, 9% of listeners that found us this year found us through the episode, crazy, which is quite, right? it was quite crazy. Yeah, Mom, that's a big A lot chunk, of people man. would assume it'd be Sailor, but it was Tetranode. Was, I, I think well, Sailor, Sailor might have been Sailor bigger fans. overall. Well, Sailor fans only want to watch Sailor, right? They, they, they want to hear, and they want to hear Bitcoin. Well, to be stuff fair, yeah. any interview that has Sailor is going to be ninety-nine percent Sailor, anyways. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And Man, that, yeah, the, I mean, that, go on. I was going to say one of my uh, strongest memories NIA related was the comment. Didn't somebody write in the comments of that Sailor video? Every day I wake up and type Michael Sailor <laughs> yeah, into <yeah>. YouTube search. <laughs> 
that, they definitely do that. And yeah, a lot of people are coming like, me too, me too. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. some of them are still listening. Well, so just, if you are. Well, let's just say that Sailor is a given. Sailor is a given. You Sailor was a, a given. One. And yeah, it was definitely the biggest of the year in terms of, because if you include YouTube too, it popped off. But beyond views, it was for us, obviously a big moment. We've talked about him since the beginning of the show. I, I might just say mine since this top of mind if you if you guys don't mind for me yeah. there were so many great guests like th- we had like great episodes us three but the, uh, the, none of them are like standing out that i can remember off the top of my head i'd say nick majuli for some reason that one was almost like surprising to me because i honestly i'd like read his tweets but i'd never spoken to him before and he came on a show and just smashed it he was just like he was, he was class. very nick's, funny nick's a lad i would love to have yeah. nick back in 2023 yeah, oh, and he, he was just like such a um like he got the the flow of what we were doing he got the the vibe and i think a lot of people they just you know i think most of the people we've had on are basically like that we had amazing people come on loving it man making jokes with us and like exactly exactly but i'd say with nick he was he really like i think was that the one where we were doing some real like british bands and he was leaning into it and like just yeah he was really great jack dorsey replied to me live that app and we just went we went ham yeah 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 yeah. i think i got something funny about uh uh nick that uh not, not funny about nick but i asked a um I think it might have been might have been the man's Danny Postman. Uh, uh, is that how you say his last name? Uh, Postma, Bilal, yeah. yeah, Postma, uh, uh, coding ledge. He, I think, uh, might have been Danny. I know he listens to NIA. Probably listen. Uh, he's going to hear this, but uh, I think Danny had said something along the lines of, "Good guests are the ones that can get right into the flow with NIA. Like they understand what we're about. Like they're not just here to shell something." Um, well, on that note, like Mary Childs, like I was NPR co she was great too. Money. Yeah. Like you wouldn't. Mary came in here. I guess she had listened to a couple episodes. She was just right on it, just dropping yeah, jokes, she, like totally jokes. got the vibe. And she like, was a great hang, yeah. Barely shilled her book, even though we wanted to shill it for her. Uh, a great book, by the way. I, I actually listened to the entire thing, uh, The Bond King. But uh, Mary was a great uh, 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 episode. Shit, Bilal, now that you've opened the can of worms, I will say this. I agree 100% with what Bilal said. I don't remember our individual episodes, like just the three of us. I remember this. My favorite part of the week is just the bands to start every episode. It's just yeah, like shooting yeah. the shit, like catching up, with, catching up with you guys. So like that will probably be the same answer next year too. But yeah, we had some like really fun guests this year, and I think that's the key. Is like we've talked about like oh let's let's try to poach this guest. Like when they're on the book tour, that they'd love to get on. It's like, but actually that's like that's not the purpose right you don't want to just be a place for people to shill stuff even yeah, though i'm exactly. happy for nick and mary to shill here but like they came on and killed it right they had a great time because yeah, they like taught could... us something they gave us jokes they were they, and I, I think that's kind of my vibe for when we have guests i think we've got way better at it this year versus last year because i think we leaned into what makes our podcast unique which is it's a hang it's a yeah. fun hang. We're talking about business, fun tech stuff. But really, you're here because it's a fun hang and you're going to like learn a little bit as well. But yeah, I think they got that really, really well and like leaned into it. I'll, I'll have two cool. then on that note. I say those two that we just mentioned, are they're, they're up very high up there. Uh, I really enjoyed, uh, I mean, obviously we had Bone Parth and Jack Rains on here. We were shooting the shit. If we're yeah, forgetting yeah. anyone, don't take, don't take offense to it. Uh, just off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, a Tetranode was a good time. I'll say a thing about Tetranode yeah. and, and, and Davis Senner from Founders. Those are two longest episodes. Uh, I like marathon episodes. And to see some of the listeners go like, I wish they had been longer. Like That's actually like, we we can run. Yeah, that's like, nice. like, I think we can run 
three. Honestly, we could go for two, three, four hours. We do Although, Balaji eight hours. Yeah. Just save that one for Balaji. <laughs> Just save that yeah, one, yeah. right? Uh, and the last thing I will say is, uh, I won't say sale. I'll leave that to Jack. Is uh, <laughs> is uh, I really enjoy my episode Ted Joya. Uh, I know that was just a one-on-one. Oh, yeah, that was brilliant. Uh, that, yeah. was, that was a good time. Fun pace of Hacker News. Yeah, I got to the top of Hacker News on that because uh, Ted, With Ted is- With uh, audio on that one as yeah, well. Knackered, right, yeah, Knackered, Knackered, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. was old school. Yeah, how about that for Biggest L? The Biggest oh. L of the year is that it took me 80 episodes of NIA to buy a proper mic. <laughs> and the biggest win is that you now have one, so it's all good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's great, right. So Jack That was it. a good one, just, actually. That was a great, great discussion. Yeah, go yeah, on, Jack. Yeah, enjoy it one. I'm going to go uh, uh, David Senra. I wasn't yeah. even on that episode, but oh I don't like, God. I struggle, I think more than you boys to listen back to the episodes. I do occasionally, probably, yeah, yeah. you know, every third or fourth one or, and uh, that one I missed because I was something, something was going on. It was the last and, second. Uh, it was the last second thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I listened to it and uh, man, it was very motivating, very inspiring uh Someone with he that level of idea. focus is yeah. really, really good. Well, yeah, that that was cool. his, his like belief in the medium of podcasting as well was like very, uh, again, like motivating, but also um, somebody who understands that world and has invested in it to the degree that he is endorsing what we've been doing for a year or so. Yeah, was was huge. Like so, he's a one, uh, he's like one. a top one percent caliber podcaster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, no doubt. For him to come in and be like, guys, like, I think what you're doing, like these chat pod styles, like, I really enjoy. I'm like, damn, if if we can get into David's flow, like, he respect, was great, man, because he's yeah, a, he he's an animal. Yeah, and I'll, I'll also shout, I mean, like you said, we're not going to remember everyone, but I'll say John Wu also was hilarious. Oh, and Wu, like, twice, knowledge. Man, Wu, Wu was twice. great, yeah. Dude, Wu. Wu was great. Fucking Very Harvard good. Business Rink. School got jumped. Rick. Yeah, Rick Burton, yeah. I think, oh, came on again on, this year. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's like all-star Shit, man, we had episode a lot of, from we had last a lot of year. Good, we had a lot of good guests, man. Like, um, I mean, it's, and, 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 and Joe Pump as well. You know, he was oh, dropping the, the World Cup episode. I, again, I know I'm like picking everyone now, but, <laughs> no, but I'm you just know saying they were all point, really wanna, good episodes. Look, you know what? I'll, I'll throw a little bit inside baseball. It's like... Uh, we as a group have discussed, and then we had bored Elon. That was an amazing episode. It had the crazy yeah, face. That, exactly. So what I'm gonna say is like, sorry. At this point, if we left anybody else, apologies, right? Uh, what I will <laughs> say is, uh, Bala has actually brought this up because uh, I'm I'm the one that's usually just sending guests like, hey, this person hit me up. Do you want to do X Y Z? Bala brings up a great point though. He's like, listen, I think a lot of us like we just enjoy the the, the bands and the chatting, but what Bala identified earlier is 100 percent true. If somebody can roll in and just fucking kick it with us that's the best of both worlds right that's what that makes it unique exactly yeah. yeah we we get their growth hack from like freaking a big guest but then also we're not whoring ourselves off in the sense of like we're actually having a good time right yeah definitely no and, and i it's think not for the me same the same podcast 55 times which is what you typically yeah. see with the one host and guests right it's, yeah. It's, yeah it's they're tough. on a circuit and they're Saying the same stuff, say exactly. the things that they want to say, and because uh, a lot of the time, kind of literally, a mutual like, agreement. On Crate Lab, I've had this where they literally sent like if they're big enough, they've got a PR person and they send you questions. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I generally have always wow. had a rule of like I'm basically not asking these questions because that's what every other person's right. going to ask. So it's it is that is kind of what happens, and then but I think the fun part of this is you're going to have the hang, 
and uh, you can just yeah it makes the conversation a bit more unique and I also think it brings out a side to them um, that you don't get on other podcasts which is what makes it cool too um, you, you know bo- what uh, sorry let's let's skip the prediction one because I, this is such a happy yeah, note good. Like, like I'm happy and uh, what I will say is uh, I think uh, uh, Blouse looks like he's got a boogie too is um, I think uh <laughs> This 2023 might make sense for us to actually hit a Twitter spaces because we know how hard Elon is pushing that. And uh, and uh, if we really care about real time, just having a good time, like, I mean, dude, you can have hella fun some Twitter spaces, right? Yeah, um, definitely. Big network effect. We should definitely yeah, do that. Huge network. And, uh, I'd love effect. people's ideas and opinions on one, should we be doing that? Two, what would be an interesting format? Is it literally just redoing what we do here? Or is it just like on Twitter what, spaces? Or, or do you have like, wait, the questions? Was a fucking it was a joke that one. We did, I think just doing the podcast format on spaces that is probably like, would just work. Yeah, we excellent. pick a few topics like we normally do, and then maybe there might be a chance where we maybe the second half we can bring people up if like it makes sense to talk about the things we talked about. Maybe, but I think doing we a did. Guest we st- on Twitter spaces would be crazy too. You yeah, know what, man? Sure. To be honest, like. The fact that I know that the audio might not be as good as the recording, but I mean, we could record like this and literally just have the spaces open. That's true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, there's no, there's almost no reason to not do it. Even if yeah, nobody shows up, we're doing it anyways. We just have to figure out anyways. how to do it. Yeah, we have yeah. to just figure out how, how that works because I've never done it. Trung, you, Trung, you gotta look at those numbers again, man. <laughs> I know, man. You know what? I uh, I get surprised sometimes by... Uh, because sometimes you throw some dud tweets and you're like, oh man, maybe the maybe these numbers. Maybe it's just, all over. Maybe yeah, it's, maybe it's all, all over. It's all fake. But then sometimes <laughs> you like throw like a random like like a banger and you get like fucking thou- tens of thousands of engagements. Like, you got Jesus a, Christmas. You got to go by the Miles Davis number, What's that? mate. There's What's that? The, What's the Miles uh, Davis number? The ratio. I think it's like eighty-eight tracks to one uh, A side. Oh, ba- oh, I was gonna say A side, B side. Yeah. Yeah, yo, I'm stealing that, idea. yo. I'm stealing yeah, that. Yeah, it's all Actually, yours. Here, me, all yours. To, on Jack's note, let me leave it at this. The the and I want to hold myself to this for next year too. Is uh to Jack's exact point, I think for 2023 the most important thing is just keep grinding. Like what we're doing here, it, it's just it's just growing, right? It's just steady. We've we cannot say this now. We've put zero growth effort into this. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 almost like inexcusable at this point. Yeah, but yeah. uh we love the NA listeners. Thank you for hanging us for a year and a half now. Um uh, we will step Almost it up in 2023. Be, I think is when do we in start May. March or It'll April? Be in May. Yeah, May. it's about okay, year and a half. So, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's incredible. Yeah. That is wild. That is wild, man. Yeah, completely. I didn't want to interrupt you there, gone. You're just saying no, thanks. I'm just, just, it's, I would say we're just getting past the uh, Joe Rogan mic not working stumbling block. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thanks exactly. for sticking with us. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Also, yeah. Thanks for keep sharing. Like, yeah, we didn't like share the numbers publicly and stuff, but like the growth was great this year for us, and we're like very happy with it. We haven't like, like. What is it, Bilal? What What I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but I I don't know the exact number off the top of my head because I haven't run uh, the last. We're tracking. Listen, we're tracking well. We'll, We can. We'll talk about in future. It's been growing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's grown. It's grown significantly. And just (laughs) that'd be a good segment. Just a little transparency time. Yeah, yeah. We could share that. Yeah, yeah. And then trying not to big ourselves up too much, but just you mentioned the one percent. We our podcast is already in the one percent. Just for context as well, like in terms of global podcast listenership and stuff like that and most shared would be a little bit less but still that is great like so yeah i don't want to spend too long patting ourselves on the back but that is uh, that's not easy to do yeah and the one prediction that i do have we have to just 
shoot for the stars here is we need to make NIA the number one podcast in the investing category yes. just for the jokes of it. Obviously, yeah. the investing Facts. category is one very specific thing. The business one is really what everyone cares about. And even that doesn't really matter. But that would be incredible just for the screenshot, just to make oh, the yeah. meme come to life. We've got Goldman Sachs and The Economist and all these serious institutions and you've got our clip art uh, title um, on there. So the, thanks We're again, coming. everyone, for being here this year. It's been an incredible year for NIA and uh, met so many cool people. It's actually the first year I met um, a lot of people through the podcast in person, whether that was just on the street or at a meetup or I had, I had dinner with a, a couple had coffee with a couple. I had a couple on Creator Lab, my other podcast, meeting them through NIA because they were interesting enough people to bring on. So yeah, it's been really cool just um, growing growing organically with everyone and everyone's been rocking with it. So thanks for being here and we will see you next year. Anything else, boys, before we wrap up? That's uh, amazing, man, guys. For listening. Appreciate the recording. Appreciate you guys. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. I hope you guys enjoyed everything. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye-bye. Peace out.